Welcome to the 21 News Podcast. My name is Madison Tromler, and I'm joined today with the Executive Director of the Mahoney County Mental Health and Recovery Board, Dwayne Pitcherilli. Thanks so much, Mr. Pitcherilli, for being here today. I'm glad to be here. So today we are talking about mental health issues, specifically for adults. And there's families out there, some who've reached out to our newsroom, who have some family members who are really struggling. Um, they've cited some mental health issues that they have and possibly also getting in trouble with the law. And there's families out there wondering what to do. And I know, you know, in the world that we're living in, mental health is starting to become less of a stigma. But I think especially maybe with adults out there, there are some families that don't know where to turn because they might have a hard time, especially if the family member is refusing help or doesn't even realize the mental health issues that they have. So, Mr. Picciarelli, um, initially, if someone's dealing with a situation like this, what resources are available for families who have a loved one who's really struggling? Well, I th- there's, a, there's a number of resources out there. And you know, thanks to the uh, taxpayers of Mahoney County, we have levy dollars that actually create a lot of wraparound support services. But I think the first thing people need to realize that, you know, individuals are adults and they make their own decisions. So unless they have a guardian and they're, they're proven not competent to make their decisions, you know, people have rights. But that all being said, I, I think the first step sometimes is the families need to get support to see where where they can turn and options. And there's a, there's a local NAMI uh, association in, in both Mahoney and Trumbull County that's the National Alliance of the Mentally Ill, and that these are family members that have been through it, they have life experiences, and you can call and talk to their director there, and she can give them really good points to, to see how they can get through this, because it's, it's, a, it's a total family issue. And I think someone who's been through it before can tell them what are the avenues, what are the successes, what might be the failures, and what to expect. So I think the first thing, I think the family needs to kind of come to grips with what they're dealing with. And then, you know, then you know, they can always call um, Help Network, which is our 24-hour uh, information referral agency. And it's also a crisis intervention agency. So being a blended agency is, is wonderful because they'll give you resources, but they'll help you also kind of focus on, on, on the problem. Because sometimes when things are so overwhelming, you don't even know what the question is, much less the answer. So it kind of helps you focus on What's the issue? What's the first thing that I need to address? You know, it might be uh, getting them benefits, you know, disability, getting a medical card. It might be able benefits of a payee office to help them pay their bills. It might be residential treatment. It might be they need to go to the hospital and be assessed. There's like a number of things. But I think if you'd call Help Network, it kind of can help you kind of focus on, on the problem. Got it. So really trying to get the family help to maybe get your mind in the right place to figure out what that first step is. Exactly. So if someone, if a family is like, I really want to get, you know, my, my loved one help, my son help, my brother help, and they've, they went through, maybe they're trying to get that family support. What can they do next before entering the route of a guardianship? Because from what, um, from what I've heard from the probate court, because a guardianship can only do so much, people can still make their own decisions. They can still um, have episodes and things like that. So 
would you say that a family needs to just really be there for them and keep trying? Like, what can they do to stop them from maybe acting out and just trying to get them that help? Well, I think first we're to remember the guardianship is probably probably one of the final steps. It, it's a very serious step. So there's a lot of steps before you would get to that. And I think the families have to realize they got to take care of their own health too. Because something like this with stress could really have a big impact on the family's health. And if the caregiver starts becoming physically ill, then it's a really a bad situation. So they got to really care for themselves first. That's really important. But I, I think, you know, I think, you know, getting involved, trying to get the person involved in counseling. There's a number of agencies in Mahoney County uh, that someone can go to. You know, we have Compass Family Services. We have, we have a number of agencies they, they could contact, help network and connect you. Uh, if, it's, if it's a mental health issue, if it's an addiction issue, you know, we have Meridian uh, that they could also go to for help. So there's a number of organizations. The first, could, the first is a call. They can call and talk to, to a counselor. We still have telehealth. There's going to be a few changes after July 1, after you know the emergency pandemic uh, rules are over, but telehealth still continuing. And so they might be able to just get help in their own house. And I think that would be terrific. There's also support groups for families. The other thing people got to realize, sometimes if somebody's breaking the law, you call the police. Because... Nobody should be breaking the law. So if you, you know, so if you call the police, the police will intervene. And sometimes, if somebody goes in front of a judge, we have special dockets. We have mental health court. We have drug and alcohol court. We have a Fresh Start court that Judge Russo uh, operates. So sometimes you get in front, you get you get in front of a judge, and sometimes either you're going to be incarcerated or you can go into treatment court. People will tr- choose treatment court. That doesn't mean it's the easy way out. It's a lot of work, and not everybody's successful. But it's another tool in our box. Somebody goes in the treatment court, they can get the support, they can get the wraparound services, and hopefully they'll be in recovery because people recover. And we have a lot of people that are now working in jobs and paying taxes and have had these episodes. And if someone is refusing help or doesn't realize that they have mental health issues, which I know is probably a lot of people out there, um, not everyone refuses help, but if someone is doing that, do you think still that first step would be to uh, maybe call the help network 24-7 line, or would it be to call the mental health um, and recovery board? Like, what would be that very first phone call? Well, the very first phone call should be a help network, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also call 211, which rings in to help network. So they call that number, it'll ring in, and they can, um, you know, people say they don't, they don't know what to say. You don't have to say anything. Just call, we'll say help network, can I help you? Simple as that, you know, I have a family member with, with, with these issues, and then let them talk. They'll tell you. And then you'll, you'll be surprised how easy it is when someone opens that door. The families have a lot to say and let them verbalize. In fact, I think they just want to they just want to be able to talk to somebody. Another great resource in Mahoney County is the warm line. And the warm line is a service that is operated by other people in recovery and, and, and peers that have life experiences. So a person can call the warm line. A consumer can call the warm line and just talk. They could be frustrated with their family, frustrated with the system, frustrated with a lot of things. But they can call and talk to somebody else that's been there. And it's just helpful sometimes just to be able to talk. And the fact that it's anonymous is even better because they don't know who they are. 
They're free to open up and, and discuss it with them, and I think that's very helpful. Do you think that families need to really be proactive in trying to get their loved one help? Do you think it's a matter of you know, really having to decide that you want to get this person help and continuing to make those phone calls? And what advice would you have for, for a family member? Well, I think the first thing is to make sure you take care of yourself and and other people in the family but i think being proactive is absolutely important get them into treatment get them in you know possibly they need medication not always but sometimes they may not want to go initially uh but like i said there are support groups there's self-support groups there's support groups for families nami is a great place to start and uh um you know, just seek out internet, a lot of information on the internet. There's a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of not good things on the internet, but you can also search out local agencies, their websites, what services they provide, and I think that's a big help. And in Mahoning County, what would you say when it comes to mental health and adults? Do you think that this is a big issue, and do you think that there are some situations out there that maybe can't get the help they need? Well, I think help's available to everybody, but you have to to want to get help. And so that's why I'm saying sometimes we have to help through the families. Sometimes we have to help the individuals. Sometimes, unfortunately, we have to help through the legal system. So if somebody breaks the law, then that's when we can step in and provide support. But help's there, but you you have to be able to, you know, you may you need to want to see a change. Now, that's hard many times when people... People experience a mental health issue, and I understand that. And that's why sometimes it's easier to start with the families so the families know how to react, know what to say, and kind of help guide the individual into, into getting treatment. Because maybe what the family, after maybe there's a situation where there's an episode or a law is broken or something that's not serious enough to get them put away in jail necessarily, but gets them into some kind of trouble and maybe the way the family reacts to this person could help them or just make it worse. Right, and one thing in Mahoney County, we've become um, a trauma-informed county. The Mahoney County Mental Health Recovery Board and the Juvenile Court several years ago decided that we're going to do everything we can to make Mahoning County trauma-informed. And what that is, and it's, it's pretty simple, is instead of asking somebody what's wrong with them, you ask somebody what's happened to them. And I know myself sometimes if you get into a situation, somebody's angry and they're hollering and you're at a store, you're out, right away you want to react, but you step back and you think, why is this person behaving this way? You know, what has happened in their lives that, that, that they're treating other people that way? So I think that's an important thing. And so, you know, we, we work real hard to try to be, like I said, a trauma-informed community. The other thing the Mental Health Board uh, offers is mental health first aid, which I would, I would recommend to, to uh, uh, groups and to employers and to anyone. And what that is, like our Red Cross first aid, which you'll, you're, you learn how to provide basic medical help until a professional can come in. Mental health first aid provides you with just enough information to make you understand a little bit about mental illness and to help keep the situation somewhat contained until you can call 911 or you can call the help network or you can call a professional or you can get someone to the hospital. Mental health first aid is a free service. It's an eight-hour course. We can separate it. We can make it two half days. But any employee that's interested, we'd be more than happy to come in. It's a free service paid through uh, Living 
every dollars. And it's, it's, it's just, it helps give people insight on what it's really like, uh, you know, uh, dealing with someone with mental illness. The other thing that, that we do and most counties do is we do police training. So our police are trained very well in all the community resources, trained how to de-escalate a situation. And so if the police are called, they're able to give families some advice, make some referrals, but also kind of de-escalate, realize that people with mental illness may react a little more differently than somebody else that they're calling on. And we don't want to escalate a situation and cause violence. So, I mean, all those, all those situations are in play. And do people in a similar situation, kind of like what we've talked about, um, do they have to, you think, wind up in a diversion program, wind up in a program through the courts before they can get the help they need? Or do you think that the help can come before that? Well, I think it's, it's on case by case. We would hope that they would get help before they get involved in the legal system because we don't want to burden down the legal system with people with mental health issues. I mean, we've heard it said that one of the biggest providers of mental health services in Mahoning County is the legal system, the jail, which is true in most counties, unfortunately. Now, we provide a lot of support services in the jail. But we don't want to. We don't want it to get to there. We don't want to tie up our police department. We don't want to tie up our legal system with people who need treatment. So we'd hope that we could get treatment and support before it becomes a legal issue. If we can't, that that situation is available. But it'd be wonderful if they could get help, you know, prior to that. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate your time today.